play fake. Wilson on the seam. Caught by Bushman. 10-5. Touchdown, Cougars! We're two hours away from the kickoff. BYU football. Play fake for Wilson. A deep drop. Goes for the back right pylon on the end zone. He's got a touchdown. And the Cougars open up on top. This is Cougar Pregame Live. Brought to you by Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 25 years. Cougar Pregame Live is also proudly supported by Ken Garf Honda, Nissan, and Volkswagen in Orem. To get you ready for today's battle on the gridiron, let's join the host of Cougar Pregame Live, Ben Bagley. BYU fans, welcome into Cougar Pre-Game Live. Today, the BYU Cougars hosts the FCS Idaho Bengals in what is the final home game of the 2019 season for BYU. Man, that went by fast. It's kind of weird to think that we're here at Lavelle Edwards Stadium for the final time this season, but that's where we're at. And it's also the final home game for 19 BYU Cougars here on Senior Day in Provo. Also on the line today for BYU is the opportunity to win their fourth straight game which would make it the longest win streak for, of the Kalani Sataki era since his final, his first season at the helm of the Cougars. A win would also secure a winning home field record and Lavelle, at Lavelle Edwards Stadium this season and make the Cougars Bowl eligible, looking for some postseason action for the Cougars. No shortage of storylines here as we get ready for the game. So without further ado, let's bring in Riley Nelson as we walk through each of the storylines, Riley the final time at Lavelle Edwards Stadium this season. It seems like it went by so fast. It has gone by incredibly fast. And now part of that has to play with there are two more games left in the season, both of which will be on the road. But it's been a great home slate for the Cougars this year. Very memorable wins. Hopefully they can cap one off against which hopefully is an unmemorable game from a, maybe a score and a competition standpoint. But definitely a memorable game as we you know take time to honor these seniors who've given their heart and soul to the program over the last, you know, four to six years. Well, you mentioned the home slate, one of the best home schedules that BYU's seen uh, maybe ever with guys like Utah and USC and others coming in through Lavelle Edwards Stadium, a bunch of big games here, Boise State. The Cougars get a chance to secure a home winning record today with a win. How big is that for BYU? Defending your home turf is always, that's something that every single football team talks about, but it's something that very few actually take pride in, actually deliver on. So it is, it's a very big thing. It's a big thing in keeping, you know, your, it's a big thing for recruiting in the state of Utah because you get to bring recruits into your home stadium and have them watch you and you want them to watch you have success. It's a big thing to getting fans continue, you know, maintaining and continuing interest and in coming to the stadium and taking in the game day experience here in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. So all those things are very important and they're well on their way, as we've already said, of accomplishing that for the 2019 season and hopefully it's something that becomes a trend for years to come. Before the Cougars face the Idaho State Bengals, let's get to the three things you need to know. Number one, Zach Wilson, ready to go. He's been cleared by doctors. Still not official whether he starts today. I think everybody's expecting him to start today. So, Riley, what do you expect from the sophomore QB as he's cleared to play after missing well, the last we, six or seven games. Sorry about that, Ben. If we do see Zach today, I expect him to uh, pick up where he left off. But also, I think we'll see it'll be a new look, Zach, in the fact that we've noticed some schematic and some you know play calling. There's been some changes to the offense since Zach has been sidelined with an injury. So I'm excited to see him come back. I do expect you know there'll be maybe a little bit of rust and just kind of getting back into a rhythm, but I don't imagine that'll take him more than a series or two. So uh, if he's able to start this game, 
He'll be humming by the second quarter, see what he does in this new offense, and hopefully build some momentum as we come into the final stretch of the season. Two things from that is earlier this week and after in media availability after practice, Zach said he's had a lot of fun watching this new-look BYU offense and has been excited ever since they started implementing the little twists and turns, a little bit more aggressiveness, excited to get back and play in it. I mean, you're a former quarterback. You see a change like that. Isn't it that much more exciting to get back out on the field to play a part, to be a part of it? Most definitely it is because one of the things that I sensed early on in the season, I felt this is back was you feel if, when the offensive scheme just it feels like an uphill battle you feel extra pressure on yourself to do something special but when the scheme is dialed in like it has been recently you that pressure alleviates itself and then you can just go out and play you don't feel like you have to do something magnificent you just feel like you have to execute the plays that are called and so with that pressure and and the catch 22 of that is is actually once that pressure is relieved from feeling like you have to do something extra that's when the truly special plays manifest themselves so all those aspects you know and Zach's of course very capable of making very special plays so to see him in this dynamic is something I'm looking forward to Number two, BYU is hosting its only FCS opponent of the season in Idaho State and is a heavy favorite to win the game. I think we're all expecting the Cougars to pretty much walk through Idaho State. You don't want to say it. It's easy for us to say that. Coaches and players, they're not going to say that. What what would you consider a success for BYU today as they're expected to win and win big? One of the, the feel of the game has to be right. One of the big things for that for me, whenever we were playing uh, FCS opponents, was we definitely cannot turn the ball over, and then you expect the defense to turn the ball over multiple times. So that's a big thing I'm looking for. Second thing is you should be good in the red zone. There should be no red zone trips where you come away empty-handed. And when I mean empty-handed, I mean touchdowns. Settling for field goals against an opponent that you are physically, athletically, and just flat-out better than is, uh, is not acceptable. So those are the two things that I'll be looking for that I will measure success apart from the scoreboard i mean ultimately you got to get a win and score more points than the other team but doing those two things the turnover battle and being great in the red zone will lead to a lopsided victory on the scoreboard this coming off a game against liberty where byu didn't turn didn't defensively turn the ball over and offensively lost the turnover battle against liberty so interesting to see if they can turn the tables today at lavelle Edwards stadium the last thing what we need to look at is as mentioned before, it is senior day. What are the emotions these 19 seniors are experiencing right now as they prepare themselves in the locker room to run out of the tunnel for the final time? So one of my regret is a strong word, but I've thought about this enough that I think it's actually appropriate. One of the regrets that I have from my career is that I treated senior day like like any other game. Uh, I We played, it was a cold night in late November. It was actually the last game of the season against Idaho. We had just come back where we had lost unexpected. It was a good San Jose State team, but we sh- we were expected to beat them, and we did not beat them. And so coming into senior day on a little bit of a low note and just kind of treating, I didn't allow myself to enjoy the moment. So hopefully they take a moment to pause, to reflect, to enjoy it, running out of that tunnel for the last time. Uh, the roar of the fans absorbing all those things because those are things that I didn't pay much attention to and so therefore I don't have very strong memories of it and those are memories I, I would have liked to have had so hopefully they're letting they're letting themselves experience emotions they're not t- making the same mistake that I did where you treat it like some other game and kind of make yourself immune to those emotions let them come in and uh, enjoy, enjoy this final ride in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Thank you, Riley. Coming up, we'll hear from Kalani Sataki and seniors Aleve Hifo and Morone Lalulu Pututau and Cougar Cuts. But next, we'll get to know the foes. We talk with longtime Bengal play-by-play voice Jerry Miller. This is Cougar Pregame Live, live from Cougar Canyon 
on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back into Cougar Pregame Live. I'm Ben Bagley, live in Cougar Canyon with my good friend, Riley Nelson. It's time to get to know the foe. We're joined by Jerry Miller, who's been on the mic for the Idaho State Bengals for 32 years. That's impressive, Jerry. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thank you. I uh, went right up to Idaho State when I left KSL. And you've been there ever since, and you're now the voice of the Bengals and doing a great job of it. Well, the Bengals if they, come if into they the translated to wins, that would be okay. <laughs> well, maybe not today, but we wish going forward all all the luck in the world, Idaho State. Yeah, hey, the Bengals you. come into this game with some QB questions. Uh, BYU's kind of had this. Matt Struck had been playing well for the most part of the season, but he struggled as of late and found himself watching. Sagan Gronauer playing instead. I spoke with Coach Fennessy earlier this week, and he made it sound like Struck will be the guy again this week. What can we expect from the Bengals of the QB situation today at Lavelle Edwards Stadium? Well, it depends on how well, if Struck starts, how good of a start he gets off to. He, at one point early in the year, had a 15-1 to touchdown pass to interception rate. And then all of a sudden we played at the University of Montana. We jumped out to a... 17 nothing lead, and then all of a sudden here came the turnovers and penalties, and we lost 55 to uh, 59 to 20. And from that point on, even though we beat North Dakota 55 to 20 the next week, we're on a four-game losing streak right now in what really should be a four-game win streak. Jerry, obviously... Heavy favorites for BYU, but every team comes in thinking that's you play the game because you believe you have a, a chance to win it. But you need a you need to plan for that. It won't just happen. From being around, you know, this week hearing the coaches and the press conference and all those things, what do you get a feel is Idaho State's plan of attack uh, for success here? And maybe if they aren't able to even to, able to get the scoreboard in their favor, what can they take away that will build some positive momentum, um, it, even if they can't break that four game slide? I think a couple of things have got to happen. We've got to be able to move the football. Last week in our last home game against Eastern Washington, Matt Strzok did not start the game. He came in uh, late in the second quarter and moved the ball very well between the 20s but couldn't punch it in the end zone. Uh, Sagan Gronauer did start the game and struggled moving the team up and down the field, and so they – They brought Matt back in. He has an amazing arm, but he has to be able to make the connection with the receivers and not telegraph all of his passes. That's going to be one of the big keys for him today. Uh, At running back, Ty Flanagan got hurt in the first quarter of uh, our home game last week, and he's questionable for today. So we could be running uh, a couple of underclassmen, including true freshmen, Malachi Rango. Uh, Defensively, we started out the year pretty tough there too, but we've been very porous in the last four games, and it's, I don't know how to explain it other than, I don't know if the kids are tired or once they started losing, they just kind of lost momentum. 
you look at Ty Flanagan, you mentioned him, and how big of a loss is that going to be for Idaho State if he d- does indeed not go? I mean, this is a guy who's on the all-time records list with guys like Merrill Hodge and others on that Idaho State Bengals r- rushing records. Yeah, and Ty comes into the game today with 933 yards rushing. I don't know if he's even going to be able to uh, cross 1,000 yards if he plays next week against Weber State because of their defense. But, you know, we've got four seniors on the offensive line, and at times they have been phenomenal this year, and the running game has looked good no matter matter who's been taking the ball. Jerry, uh, this season has been one. uh, Kalani Sataki is getting towards the end of his contract, and it's been reported on, you know, there, there hasn't been an extension. And at the low point of the season when they were 2-4, and four, there was a lot of trepidation about his job security moving forward. But what uh, give the Cougar fans out there or, or our listeners uh, a little bit of taste about the coach, coaching staff currently at Idaho State and kind of what their current position and future looks like up at the program? Well, Rob Fennessy, the head coach, as you mentioned, in his third year, he came to us as a wide receivers coach from UNLV, he had he had gone down to UNLV with Bobby Hout from the University of Montana, and he and Bobby are like twins. They uh, they coach a lot the same way, and Rob has learned a lot of what he's learned from Hout, who's back at Montana and has the Grizzlies high in the national rankings again at the FCS level. Uh, Rob has brought incredible organization to this football program. The kids never have a question about what's happening next. Everything is on a schedule. Everything is in a book. And, I mean, if somebody breaks a team rule, they know exactly what's going to happen. And there just aren't a lot of questions. Uh, You know, hey, well, what are we doing now? What are we going to do at this time tomorrow? Or uh, All of that stuff has already been taken care of. And after three years, you can see that that part of the game is starting to pay off for the kids. You, did, you mentioned the defensive side of the ball a little bit earlier, and I want to f- focus on one guy on that defensive group and Luke Holloway, the linebacker for Idaho State. This kid's a fifth-year senior. I was talking to Coach Fennessy earlier this week, and he's saying his praises because here's a guy, fifth-year senior, never started until this year, and now he started every game for Idaho State and leads the team in tackles for loss and sacks. How big of an anchor on that defense is Luke Holloway? You know, Luke knows how to make big plays. And that's one of the things that he's shown us this year that he never had the opportunity to do in the past. As you said, he this is the first year he's really been a full-time starter. He filled in the gaps uh, before, but this year he just he, he has a nose for the ball. He can force turnovers and make big plays. He's fun to watch. So a little bit want to have a little bit of fun with you here, Uh-oh. <laughs> Jerry. Ma- Malachi Rango, Sagan Gronauer, Soja Gossip. I'm just going through the roster here. Some of these names. There's a kid named Raiden. Uh, Raiden anyway, Hunter. of all your Raiden Hunter and Raiden Hunter, of all your 32 years, is this you know maybe a first team all time names roster as far as it goes? You got some of these love. are pretty unique. You, you get to call week to week, huh? You know you've got to love the names of the guys on this team. And as an announcer, it's a lot of fun. Uh, the BYU crew obviously has their work cut out for them, but <laughs> I, I, you know I've looked down the roster. We have, and you you mentioned uh, Soja 
Gasu, you said. It's Nasu, actually. And he's from West Jordan, Utah. And um, he actually has a brother on the team. Yeah. And his brother is on the team, uh, Vallega, I think. (laughs) You know, first names are uh, crazy. But this is... This is an interesting roster, uh, especially I, every time I say Malachi Rango, I think of a cartoon character. But he runs yeah. like a truck, <laughs> you know, and uh, it, it's... So he lives up to the name then. He does. He does. And Garrett Crane on the defensive line, he doesn't have big size, but he's the guy that occasionally you'll see him pick somebody up and... And pick him up like a crane might pick him up, and it's been fun with a lot of these guys. We've had some, some, uh, some interesting things happen with names. All right, Jerry. Well, thanks for your time today, and look forward to having a good call and a good game today. Ben, I hope so. It's a beautiful day for a football game. Uh, I started watching games here when I was a junior in college. The first game I ever watched. Giff Nielsen was a quarterback. Todd Christensen was on the team. And uh, all this nice press box and everything didn't used to be there then. Uh, But it was still a great place to watch football. Well, thanks, Jerry. And careful when you start sharing stories, you start to date yourself a little bit when you share stories like that. Oh, I'm old. (laughs) Thanks, Jerry. Appreciate it. You bet, Ben. Thank you. Coming up. Coming up, Jason Shepard sat down with Kairos Tonga. That conversation is coming up later in Shep Talk. But next, it's Cougar Cuts. You're listening to Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin BYU Sports Network. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Alongside Riley Nelson, here's Ben Bagley. Welcome back into Cougar Pregame Live, live here from Cougar Canyon. And another week and another game where, hey, guess what? Tell me if you've heard this one before, Riley. Who's going to start a quarterback for BYU today? It seems like this seems to be the storyline every week for the past four or five weeks. But today there's a new, or should I say an old name thrown in there, is it might be Zach Wilson. He says this week that he was cleared to play. Everybody's kind of expecting to play, but Kalani Sataki said, he wasn't going to announce. In fact, he talked about his chances about whether Zach will make his return today earlier this week. If he's cleared to go, then let's see what happens. You know, I think that uh, Baylor's done, done some good things. I'll leave it up to A-Rod and Grimes and those guys to figure out, uh, you know, which gives us the best chance for, for victory. All right, Riley, call your shot. Is there any doubt in your mind that Zach Wilson's playing today? I will say this. As, as the team went through Cougar Canyon, QB1 was the leading the team, the first guy in the line heading to the locker room. Yeah, it's an interesting turn of phrase you use there. Um, any doubt in my mind? Yeah, because Baylor's played well enough to where you feel, I feel just as confident that they're going to walk, if they trot Baylor Romney out there, that they're going to come out of this game with a victory as they do with Zach Wilson. That said, Zach is the guy who earned the, through the offseason and last year's performance last year, and even through his performance this year, uh, merited if nothing else, another chance to reestablish himself as the starter and leader of this program as he's still only in his sophomore year. So um, excited to see. I, th- I think they'll trot Zach out. Uh, if they don't, I'll be a little bit surprised, but it won't give me any cause for worry. 
And no matter who starts, I think this would be a game where, you know, we get into the third quarter, get up 21, 28 points, and, and a couple guys will get to play from under center. Yeah, you might see two or three guys out there. And I think the, and it's interesting because if it was a, it was, it was a different opponent, an FBS opponent, a game that, that, you know, it might be a tight game, might be it might affect the, the decision a little bit more, but I think with it being Idaho State, an FCS opponent, you're expected to win the game. This might be just a good game. Start Zach, get him out there, knock the rust off a little bit, get him the reps as you get ready for next week, and then especially for San Diego State in two weeks. No question. Next week is, of course, across the country, going up to Massachusetts to play UMass, and even though they're struggling this season, that's always a difficult challenge. So as many... But I will say that you mentioned San Diego State. That defense, now that offense struggles. They that stink. offense is, yes, struggles. <laughs> just, uh, they don't struggle, they stink. But, but that defense is legitimate. And that will be a, I'm excited to see how this BYU offense uh, plays against that test or how they score on that test and playing against that San Diego State defense. And if Zach Wilson, if you're thinking that Zach Wilson is going to be your guy for that game, let him have these two weeks to just get right in rhythm and humming. Uh, for that challenge that's coming in two weeks in San Diego. Moving on to one of the other big storylines, they did senior day, and with 19 seniors playing their final home game at LES, Kalani was asked what the journey has been like coaching these guys over the past four seasons. We've been able to work a lot together in the last few years, you know, being able to establish the culture and working really hard on getting those guys um, feedback. And, and, you know, I think they seen the leadership that the guys have gone through. I mean, I, I look at a guy like Diane Gonwoloku who, who wouldn't say a word when I first got here. He just, that was just his style. Now he's vocal leader for us, and, and uh, I think that happens naturally, but it's just really cool to see him find his voice and his place as a leader on the team and, you know, have the guys really start to follow him. They, they were doing that uh, a year ago, you know, so guys like him and others that, that have stepped up and the quiet leaders like Talon Shumway and others that have done some really good things for us. It's just, it's just uh, been a lot of fun. It went by really quick, and uh, I know they put a lot of hard work into establishing the team that, that – that we are right now and looking forward to, to seeing what they've done in the future you know the, the, their hard work and sacrifice for the, for the future of this program i'll tell you what it, it's interesting to hear kalani say what he did in there and watching the guys grow you and i we get the opportunity to watch this team kind of from the outside kalani gets to watch it from the inside and e- even even from the outside looking in watching guys like diane and especially like guys like micah simon who, who how they progress from being just kind of the shy guy coming in to Mike is now one of the, I mean, he's, he almost is the emotional leader of this team right now. And to watch these guys progress, it's a lot of fun. It's one of the funnest things to do about covering a team like this. I can't imagine the Joy Kalani and the guys, the coaching staff, when they're in with these guys every single day, get out of watching them grow. No question. The, the bonds that are formed between a, in a football program are ones that – I wouldn't say they're the tightest or strongest bonds, but where you invest time, energy, and effort, that's where the strongest bonds are formed. And these, this class of seniors has definitely invested time, energy, and effort, and they've seen that been reciprocated by their head coach in Kalani Sitake. And then just that forms a natural bond. The, the time, energy, and effort does. And then when you have a coach like Kalani who takes the extra time or makes the extra effort to connect with you man-to-man on a personal level, 
that's a bond that's forged for life. And so, uh, and, and it's extremely valuable. It's one that they, I think they will draw on for the rest of their lives, both Coach Sitake and this group of 19 seniors. And so it's something that's special to watch. Like you said, we've only get to watch it from the outside, uh, but it is, is something that's real and tangible and should definitely be uh, you know, made note of. Beyond all the talk of winning streaks and senior day, a victory today against Idaho State gives BYU its sixth win of the season and officially makes them bowl eligible. Senior Love Ahifo talked about what that accomplishment would mean to this group. Yeah, it's very big. Um, players understand that um, being bowl eligible is very huge. For this program, it's big, something that we need. Um, wins overall is what we need as well. And just being able to have an opportunity to play another game with these seniors um, and, and extending our season all the way to December. That's our main focus this week is to be able to execute and win this game like it's another game. To fans, to media, bowl games an important thing because it, it's a mark of success for a season in, in a way for, for, for your team. What does a bowl game mean for a player? I think for this team it means, or at least what I would hope it would mean, if I were on this team, this would mean a checkpoint on our way to nine wins. I would be so motivated by, and granted, you put yourself in that two and four hole, right? No yeah. one no one else did that to you. It was giving up leads in the fourth quarter against Toledo in, in South Florida and you know, not not being ready to play week one against your rival and taking an L against Utah and all of those. You you did that. No one else did. So the chip on your shoulder, it's not like someone else put it there, but you put it there that, look, we were 2-4. and four. There was talk about our head coach keeping his job. Everyone was hopping off the bandwagon and all that. And we can, at, from that point, turn around and accumulate nine wins, which for any program against any schedule is a really, really good season. And so the, what the sixth win or the bowl eligible win d- would do for me or sh- is doing for these players is it's a good checkpoint on a way to a much larger goal. With all the changes that have occurred since the loss at Toledo and at South Florida, Senior Moroni Lalulupututa discussed how much the turnaround can be attributed to the team's leadership. We talked about that just a second ago. And culture during this current three-game win streak. A large majority, a large majority. I think the coaches, I think it's harder on them, honestly, because imagine being a coach, you kind of have to step back, and you've implemented this this culture where it's like, hey, we're going we're gonna to trust them. And so for them, it's been hard because they have to sit back and trust that what they've decided to do to let the players coach is going to really work. And so I can't imagine for them to see that kind of downhill, you know, those two, two losses to sit back and let us kind of take control of that. I think it's been hard, but in the end, I think it's paid off. Yeah, you talked about this just a second ago, Riley. I think that is a huge motivating factor for this team. You're changing the narrative of a season. It started on such a high note. It dipped, and it dipped in a big way. And yet you've got a chance to make this a special season for BYU, a season in which you can get eight, nine wins. Yeah, I want to touch on something that he said there about the control that's been given over to the players. It truly is something. Coaching is not playing. I just had a... A conversation with a buddy of mine who was a college basketball player and took a foray into coaching and realized it was extremely frustrating for him because he couldn't check into the game and and handle the ball and put the ball in the bucket anymore. All he could <laughs> all he could do was draw things up on a clipboard. Or he was an assistant coach, actually helped the coach draw things on the clipboard. But uh, that is something that this staff has done. The trust that they have put in these players has been extraordinary, and it has paid extraordinary dividends. And uh, I think that uh, will be the hallmark of this team as we look back on it in future years. 
and it continues today. Lavelle Edwards Stadium as the Cougars face Idaho State. Up next, a one-on-one with Kairos Tonga with Shep Talk. More Cougar pregame live after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Ben Bagley and Riley Nelson for more Cougar pregame live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back into Cougar pregame live. I am Ben Bagley. We're live in Cougar Canyon as we get ready for BYU facing Idaho State. While he's not a senior on this, one of the 19 seniors on this year's BYU football team, there's a chance that Kairos Tonga may be playing his last game at Lavelle Edwards Stadium as he has the opportunity, if he decides to, to go pro. Jason Shepard got a chance to sit down with a big nose tackle for BYU earlier this week in Shep Talk. After the football game last week, you guys were able to have a prayer with Liberty. It's not very often that BYU gets to play against another religious school. What was that experience like? It was different. I, I've never said a, a prayer with any other team before. Uh, so when um, so when we got to, I just remember uh, the guys next to me uh, on Liberty's football team just grabbing my hand. So I just went with it, and it, it was it was super humbling, man. I just I didn't think about the score. I didn't think about like, oh, we just won, like. It was super cool just to just take a take a step back and look look at life and just be grateful for where we're at as as uh, as players as as husbands some of the guys as fathers and it's it super cool. In terms of the game afterwards, you look back on it. Had a couple of days of practice now, gearing up for Idaho State. What, what's what's been the focus after the win? Oh, uh, just continue to um, to fix the little things. Uh, there's a lot of times on defense where. Uh, like hats off to Liberty, great offense. So there's a lot of times where uh, just little mistakes, like uh, as, as for example, like D line just going into the wrong gap, little things like that, just being sound, uh, making sure that we we have everything uh, like all our plays down, uh, so that when we go and execute it on Saturday, we don't have to uh, make uh, just those little mistakes. Yeah. But just overall as a defense, just running to the ball, tackling, wrapping up, offense, executing plays, and no three and outs. So. Just focusing on the last three games, we'll pick things up during the three-game winning streak. Where do you think the defense has made its biggest improvement? Man, I think just having more fun. I think in the in the in the beginning of the season, it was super fun being able to play on defense. But I felt like we were out there just uh, kind of going through the motion, uh, doing the things that we were told to do, and then after the after the the break, uh, the, just the, the the past four weeks, um, Coach Kalani, Coach Duyaki, just say, "Hey, just have fun. Just we're gonna let you guys play, do your thing, do what you guys do best. That's why you're here." Ever since then, just a lot more excitement, a lot more juice coming out the side. Even, even if they score, we know like, hey. It's just the little things, like someone got caught up in something. Uh, just having more confidence in each other. It's just, it's just been super. More, it's just more fun uh, being able to play like these past couple weeks in the, the first half. How do you think your season has gone personally? I mean, it, it, I think it's going all right. I think it can be. Yeah, I know it can be way better. Um, in what ways? Just being able to, to be more disruptive. I guess. Um, I know there's, there's times where. Uh, I'll make a play, but I should be making those, like, a lot more. So that's something I'm working on is being able to be consistent in, in, in my play and um, just being the best I can for my, for my team if it's taking a double team better uh, so that the linebackers can flow easier. Uh, that's something I'll, I'm trying to work on. Is it crazy to think this is already the final home game and it's senior day for all these guys? 
Yeah, it's it's it, 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 it went by fast. I just feel like we're just uh, just finishing up spring ball, um, doing interviews then, and uh, now it's hey, it's the last home game for the seniors. It's uh, it's crazy. It's crazier for them because it's their, literally their last year. So um, I don't know. It's it's going going by fast. So. How would you describe this senior class, not just from an on-the-field perspective, but maybe even off in leadership? Because I know that's something Kalani talked a lot about. He's talked about leadership this entire season, but really focused on the leadership that the seniors have had on this year's team. They're, they're awesome. They're, um, they're guys I look up to. They're, they're super cool, super funny, just like basically like my best friends, man. Like JJ, for example, like I got super close with. Uh, just the past couple of years, Micah, for example, like everyone just, just on the team, they're, they're just super fun like that. <laughs> like it's just super funny guys, man. Just it's there's there's always the light. Um, every time we go around them, it's just it's just super fun. It's just, I just love it. Let's uh, let's focus specifically then on Idaho State. What do you see out of their offense? What are you anticipating come Saturday at Lavelle Edwards Stadium? They're they're a good team. They. Uh, a lot of people don't give them credit for it, but they, they're a good team. Their their skill players are super fast. Their running back is quick. Um, their their QB has an all right arm and uh their old line is just uh, they're big boys. So uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to be able to play against them and uh uh, just to get after them, um, we have uh, we've been working on a lot of new stuff that we're uh, looking to implement on Saturday. So, all right, let's finish things up with the final four. I'm going to ask you the four personality questions. All right. Okay, your favorite athlete growing up was who? Favorite athlete growing up, Kobe Bryant. Is it still Kobe Bryant? No, it's not. It's Conor it? McGregor. Conor McGregor's your yeah, your guy now. That's my guy. Yeah. Any particular reason why Conor? He's just uh. He's a super funny guy. I think he's funny and uh, he's uh, he's all about business. So that's quite the difference going from Kobe to Conor McGregor. <laughs> yeah, one's humble and one's yeah, yeah, <laughs> one's not. <laughs> all right. So second question: Last movie you saw in a theater was what? Oh, the uh, Abominable. Is that is that what's called? Yeah, the uh, yeah, the, the, the yeah the Yeti one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And what were your thoughts? I thought it was cool. It was funny. I liked it. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not into scary movies, so the movies like that is uh, it's, it's fun for me. So, yeah, I liked it. I'm with you on this. I yeah. don't understand why people want to get scared. Yeah. I don't get it. So you and I are on the same page yeah. with that. But Abominable, you would recommend it? Yeah, I recommend it. Nine out of ten. Okay, there we go. Kairos gives it the nine out of ten on the, uh, the movie scale. You can go anywhere on vacation in the world. Where are you going? <laughs> Michael Simon said Texas. Oh, I don't know if you yeah. heard that. I'm not going to Texas. It's too hot there. Uh, anywhere in the world, Fiji. It's the second time somebody said Fiji. Oh, yeah. yeah. Why Fiji? I don't know. I've never been there. I just, it looks nice on paper. Yeah, it does. I'll, yeah. I'd go to Fiji if yeah. somebody was willing to take me. <laughs> All right, last thing. What does it mean to you to wear the Y? Uh, it means everything. It's just uh, it's, it's, it's like personal. I think uh, especially because me not growing up a BYU fan, I never really cared for it. But now that uh, I'm able to wear it and to uh, to represent not just myself, but my, my my players, the team, my coaches, my family, uh, the institute, the church, uh, there's just so much to it, and uh, it's gonna be sad the day uh, the day I have to take it off. But um, I don't know. It's just it, it comes with a lot of stories and a lot of personal things. About, it, it means a lot to me. Kairos, thank you so much. I always love talking to you. You're one of my favorites. Appreciate you taking the time, and good luck. All right, thank you. 
There you go, Kyrus Tonga. Just one piece of advice to Kyrus. You never have to take the Y off, right, Riley? You can wear it throughout your life. Look at Jamal, Jamal Williams in the NFL, always repping the Y. Once a Cougar, always a Cougar. Most definitely. And the values that it stands for are ones that you should aspire to and, and emulate throughout your throughout your life. So whether or not you actually have a piece of clothing with a logo on it or things like that internally that you're carrying it with you uh, is once you leave here until – you leave this earth yeah, and he's done a great job repping the wide to this point in his career hey we'll visit with greg rebel visit with the voice coming up in about seven minutes but next we'll get our weekly qb read with riley you're tuned into cougar pregame live on the new skin byu sports network You're tuned to Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to your host, Ben Bagley. It's Cougar Pregame Live coming to you from Cougar Canyon in the shadow. Well, no longer the shadow as the sun's kind of hit midpoint in the sky. Yeah, my but, jacket's off. Yeah, I, took, I changed the coat to the jacket. I'm about ready to take the jacket off as things are warming up here at LaValle Edwards Stadium at Cougar Canyon. It is time. It's time for the weekly segment we call the QB Read with Riley. Riley, what do you got on the slate today for the QB Read? Title of, Q, of today's QB Read is quarterback, ironically, <laughs> quarterback, a singular position. I just wanted to take a, a moment in this segment to talk a little bit about the position of quarterback with the dynamics today. There's a lot that's going on around the quarterback position. There's a lot that has gone on at the quarterback position with BYU this year. And it's one, it is, so here's just a few things about the quarterback position. First of all, there's, it is unlike any other position in sports. Closest thing, in baseball you have a starting pitcher, but five of those guys rotate, you know, from game to game. You may, you may have a point guard or you may have, you know, a guy like LeBron James on a basketball team, but he still will sit 8, 10, 12 minutes in a game, and there's an eight or nine-man rotation, and everybody takes their turn on the bench. The quarterback position is the only position in sports that I can think of where one guy plays. There, there are no rotations. It is one guy. And not only is it the only position where it's one guy who plays, but it is looked at as the singular most important position as it becomes, as it relates to the success of a team or program, so for these reasons, there's immense, you know, attention given to the quarterback position. There are emotional attachments that are made. There are opinions, strongly held opinions, that are formed, and all these play into, uh, you know, what make the greater experience of being a quarterback, especially at a place like BYU that has such a rich tradition of truly having legends at quarterback, but. Uh, couple of things about this and the, and the reason why I'm bringing this up obviously Baylor Romney gets called on no one ever no one expected him this year comes in and you know Jaron and Jaron's a different story because Jaron unfortunately can't play due to health but Baylor was one who was called on and at some point will probably get sat down having an undefeated record and having done exactly what all of his team was able to ask and if you look at the numbers comparable numbers to his competitors on the team in Jaron Hall and and uh, and Zach Wilson but I've one of the reasons why I love football I think it's the greatest team sport in the game or sorry the greatest team sport in the world is that because it's a microcosm for life so what's gone on this past week and again I don't have any inside knowledge I don't know if Zach's going to play or not that's kind of my assumption but 
Baylor Romney had to sit down and have a grown man conversation as a 21 year old kid with his coaches and his players and or sorry and his teammates and and he's going to have to learn how to respond. The reason why I love football is because it's a microcosm for life. This he's getting that exposure that other 21 year old young men are not going to be able to get. But that those dividends will pay regardless of what happens with his college football career, which I think it has a bright future. But regardless of how it plays out. This experience and these experiences will pay dividends for him over the long run. Likewise, Zach Wilson comes back, and he has to – one of the most poisonous things that can happen at the quarterback position is any kind of sense of entitlement. I know Zach does not want anything entitled given to him. He doesn't want given to – he is a guy that wants to earn and believes he's earned everything that he is given. So he's coming into this game approaching it that while he has come back – from injury he no one wants to prove more that it is his rightful seat under center than zach wilson does and so i'm excited to see that motivation again his dynamics as well is it's very hard as a quarterback when you are looked at coming into the season you're the team you're you're the starting quarterback you're the team leader you're the future of the program you sit down and your replacements come in and have success they have they have numbers that are just as good as you they produce wins they have all those things and and that's hard to deal with mentally is it uh, is my value being diminished is you know it, uh, and all of these things uh, doubt and uncertainty and all that comes through your head so Zach gets the opportunity to uh, overcome all of those things and come out and put them behind him in a game like today but all no other position in sport that i can think of do you have to deal with this many nuanced dynamics and that's why i love the position i love the sport of football that's why this for me this observing this team and what's happened at the quarterback position has been so entertaining and so intriguing is because they pretty much run the gamut of scenarios that you can but uh it is it the position of quarterback in football and especially at a place like byu truly is a singular one well, the interesting thing about this, and I love the fact that you're bringing up, you're taking deeper than just the game of football. The life lessons are there. But I'm going to go back, and I'm going to, I'm going to take it back to the game of football. With all the quarterback storylines of BYU seen this this year, from Zach to taking over the starting position, the bowl game last year, and through through the end of last year to this year, and the way he worked through off the injury, getting ready to play for the season this year, to the injury once again in the in the Toledo game, to all of a sudden jaron and then baylor and baylor coming in and now zach coming back the one thing that we've learned is and kalani said this before byu's not ever not going to be deep a quarterback under kalani sataki and i think we've learned that this year no there there's there's very few programs in the world that could expect a walk-on freshman third string quarterback to come in and perform to the level that baylor romney has for byu and while that poses all these conversations we have about quarterback and who's going to start it also poses a conversation that BYU is in a good spot when it comes to the quarterback position right now. It's a tremendous luxury to have, and it's a credit to this coaching staff and their ability to recruit and develop talent. And it's one that you – and as fans, I would not let it distract me too much. Look, the, the, the real ramifications of this is now we have three guys on the team who have real good tape yeah. that if they get buried on the depth chart, they can set, you know – they can enter the transfer portal and coaches they're out there for the picking and probably they'll end up that happened here i just quick story um a guy named brad Sorensen was here with me we were under max together and and backing up and then jake came in and we were kind of a three quarterback room it was just a little bit too crowded jake heaps brad Sorensen, and myself a little bit too crowded 
Brad's like, you know what, I think I can play somewhere else. Goes down to SUU, has a tremendous record-setting career, and even played a couple years for the Chargers. Yeah, had some good times in San Diego. So, so, and, and that's great. It didn't, it didn't work out for um, Brad here, but it worked out for Brad eventually. And if that's if that happens to be the case, I guess I would put out maybe a – you know, encourage all the listeners out there and, and BYU Cougar Nation that regardless of, of how it plays out for each of these players' individual careers, that we continue to, to support them, recognize their contributions that they made to this 2019 football team, and uh, and always be fans of all three of these guys uh, as they play out their careers, whether it BYU or if it happens that, you know, they have to go somewhere else for their, for their own uh, self-interest. Well said. Coming up next, we'll visit with the voice, Greg Rubel. He just got done talking with Coach Kalani Sataki. He can shed some more light, hopefully, on the quarterback situation for us. It is Cougar Pregame Live. That's all next on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Ben Bagley and Riley Nelson for more Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Coming up a little later on Cougar Pregame Live, Mitchell Jurgens will join me. We'll talk to him and get his view from the sidelines. Plus, you'll hear from Idaho State head coach Rob Fennessy. He has a great line in the interview we taped earlier this week talking about coaching against Kafusis. Wait till you hear that. That's coming up with an interview with Idaho State head coach Rob Fennessy. But right now, it's time to visit with The Voice. Joining us right now in Cougar Canyon is the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rebell. Greg, you just got done talking to Kalani Sataki. We just got done talking about QBs. What did Kalani have to say about the QB situation today? Zach Wilson gets the first snaps today. He is once again your starting quarterback for the BYU Cougars. So uh, Zach is back. Broke his hand or had the injury at the hand uh, uh, seven weeks ago today. And right in that window of six to eight weeks is when he comes back at seven weeks. And so uh, Kalani said there's no projected time for how long he plays today. FCS opponent and all that. He says just get the win. We'll see how the game plays out. So they're not saying it's a quarter here, quarter for Baylor. Just play the game and see how it goes. Baylor is your backup today uh, going into the game. Zach Wilson is, once again, the number one. He wears jersey one, and he is the first string and starting quarterback again for the Cougs. So that's the big news on offense. Uh, nothing really in the way of, of – uh, uh, of personnel to report uh, on the O-line, for example. The guys who've been out, I think, will remain out for the time being. Defensively, you do get corners, but you get uh, defensive backs back. Chris Wilcox and Troy Warner are now in the four-game window at the end of the year, and both will play today. That is for certain. Uh, Lorenzo Fawatea, who's missed the last couple of games, may come back today. May not start, but should play some today, and that's good news for BYU as well. And I think you're going to see uh, a few different looks. I think, I think Kalani has some versatile linebackers who can play like line men, and you might see them lined up that way today. Um, and and maybe, the, maybe what Idaho State gives you uh, lends to that as well. But uh, look for a, a few things to get mixed up there on, on, on defense personnel-wise. But those are the main uh, notes from Kalani on this Senior Day 2019. Greg, uh, on the, you mentioned Senior Day 2019. Uh, do you expect to see – well, i just share a quick – Matt Edwards, grandson of Lavelle Edwards, I played with him for four years and was a tremendous teammate. He didn't get many snaps, but uh, happened to get a chance to not only play on senior day but score a touchdown. Do you see foresee that happening with any of the 19 seniors on the roster this year? You know, uh, I would say about about half of the seniors that, that they're going to honor today are already strong contributors in the two deep, which leaves about eight or nine guys who are not. Um, and I'm sure there will be some names out there that people haven't heard yet uh, and I think our spotter up there, McKay, is going to have to have his eyes peeled today because there might be some guys playing who haven't seen a snap yet this year. And so I'll need to be alert. McKay will need to be alert. But it's, it's that kind of day for that. But so many of the seniors, 
uh, have been in contributing positions. You look at the wide receiver core primarily. Talon Shumway, Levy Hifo, Micah Simon. What a top trio right there. And, and although Matt's not truly a senior, you know, maybe he's thinking now's my time. It's a possibility. MLP is a senior. And so you, you, you take a look at really BYU's top, or at least five of the top six pass-catching options with, uh, with uh, maybe uh, Gunnar Romney and Dax Milne kind of sharing that next level. Those guys are all leaving today. And, and so uh, most of what you're going to see in terms of, of people catching balls are guys that may be doing it for the final time here at home today. You look, you look at that senior class and uh, senior class aside, we, we talk about a couple guys who could have been seniors this year but were injured and coming back. You mentioned Troy Warner and Chris Wilcox. Yeah. A nice injection under the new redshirt rule. We're now in the second season of this new redshirt rule where you can play four games and keep your redshirt. These guys coming back for these final four games, what kind of an injection of energy, experience, <laughs> and, and talent does that bring to that Cougar defense? Well, it's kind of funny. Listen, and talking with Kalani a bit off the air about this in, in, in the locker room a few moments ago, he's like, this is what we should have looked like, you know? The, I get him now. It's, okay, it's great. But this is what we should have been at the start of the year. How, how great would it have been to have this secondary then as opposed to now? But you get him now, which means you get him for one more year, which is positive. You could see Chris Wilcox be a starter today, actually. So, um, you know, and, and, and Chris has enough reps to you throw him right in, no problem there. Uh, Troy's probably the number three safety today after uh, after after Austin Lee and Bo Tanner and so I think both guys will they will be babied into this thing I think they're going to play a lot and again I think you might see Wilcox even start from the get-go Greg Tyson Williams was a senior obviously lost him against uh, Washington and, and there's hope holding yeah out just fingers crossed right now they're, they're just hoping that the NCAA uh, gives him a break on this one because you know by by the letter they may not necessarily fit into that window but all you can do is hope, and, and, that, and that's the plan right now with Tyson. Technically a senior. Technically it's his senior day. Will they be honoring him today? I, I think he's one of the guys yeah. they're going to put out there because you just can't tell. Yeah. And, and so the hope is something happens and you get him back. We'll, so. keep, we'll keep hope alive then. Yep, keep hope alive. Hoping for the NCAA, yes. That's, that's, <laughs> Which that's in nice. recent, uh, maybe not in football, but <laughs> in recent sports is not Sorry, been a, not, that's me not th- a, not thinking, a big out, loud, thinking yeah. out loud. You look at this game, right? Idaho State, FCS opponent. BYU is a big favorite. So when you when you get ready for this game, and I don't know what Kalani might have said to you, but Greg, when you look at this game, what do you want to see out of BYU today? Well, and I, I use the the word slippage with Kalani. You just don't want to not look sharp. And, and I know there's a tendency once you're getting into you know threes, fours, maybe some fives, getting in the game, just to try and be as sharp as possible and and, and not have it uh, leave any kind of sour taste in your mouth for any possible reason. Either either too many turnovers or red zone failures. Just when you have the chance to, to make a football play that, that that's given to you, go make it. Um, while being sportsmanlike and everything else, just don't look sloppy in doing what you want to get done out there today. Now. Over the history of BYU uh, against FCS teams, they average around 47, 48 points a game. In the Kalani era, it's been more modest in the 30s, but they haven't allowed more than a touchdown to any FCS opponent. So I'd say keep the opponent under a t- to a touchdown or less. Maybe get that number up a little bit, shows a little more efficiency, a little more productivity, and, and just don't look um, anything other than really put together and doing it. You can still have a conservative game plan, but execute really, really well and look sharp in doing it. Yeah, and not, uh, not to steal from you, Ben, when you do your scoreboard later in the show, but avoid injuries at all costs. Tua Tagovailoa, we we just saw that on Twitter. Uh, Don't want that to happen for for BYU this year. And we're going to talk about this in uh, in pregame with you, Riley, but you got hurt against an FCS team. Yep. Yep, so we'll talk about that. Yeah. Well, Greg, 
Thanks for joining us. Looking forward to the call. Excited for senior day. It's gonna, like, we, the senior day is fun for not just the seniors, but for us because we got to see these guys. You got to call their games for four or five years. And to end the year this way with this kind of weather in oh, mid-November is tremendous. So it's a great day. Yes. It's a, as, as, as my high school coach said before, every practice, it's a great day for football. Today it actually really is. And as somebody I used to work with uh, rather closely would always say, what a great day for a football game. Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Right. It is a great day for Thanks, a football ben. game. Hey, after a quick break, we'll get our weekly view from the sidelines with Mitchell Juergens. Cuker pregame live continues next on the new skin BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Radio on KBYU FM HD2 Provo. You're listening to BYU Football on BYU Radio. And welcome back. It's Cougar Pregame Live. We're sitting here in Cougar Canyon, just outside of Lavelle Edwards Stadium. And as Greg Rebell just said, a beautiful November afternoon. It's beautiful because it is the afternoon. It's not 8 o'clock at night where it'll be a little bit colder. But Mitch Juergens joins us now. Mitch, it is a beautiful day for football. It is. You know, when I look at the season, I, I actually get, um, you know, I've done this before. And last November was not a, it wasn't a favorable November in terms of weather conditions for me. And so when I, um, you know, you, I, you always look forward to the beginning of the season. But for my position, when I'm on the sideline just kind of trying to stand around and, and uh, stay warm, it's difficult to do it in November. But I am very grateful that this November has been very, I mean, it's been amazing. Yes, I, I started the pregame show in the heavy winter coat. That lasted two segments, got a little yeah. too hot. Now I'm just in the jacket, un, unzipped up, gloves are off. We're ready to go. It's a, it's a great day for football. I, w- I want to start here with you, though, Mitch. Uh, it's senior day. I want you to take me back to your senior day. Right now, you got 19 sen- seniors sitting in that locker room, strapping the pads on, getting ready to go. What's the emotions? What's the mentalities? You're sitting there at your locker preparing for your last game at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Yeah, it's pretty surreal. I mean, you know, I, I, I go back, and as an underclassman, you're watching these seniors have their senior day, and you think internally, oh, that's never going to be me because, you know, you just think time's going to go by so so slowly. Um, I've got so much left to play for, and, and you do, but it's crazy how time flies. And so when you are now, you know, when I was a senior and I was sitting there in my locker, um, it, it was it was almost like, is this really happening? Is this is my BYU career basically done for me it was our it was actually the last game of the season against utah state and then we had the you know four week break to the bowl game um but uh, but yeah it was it was just um very emotional as far as you know how much work and effort goes into getting to where you are and then recognizing being able to reflect and look back on your entire byu career um nothing but you know gratitude um you know so humbled with the experience that i was given uh, being able to capitalize and and on top of that is senior day is is a moment for not just the players but for their families i mean this is it 's such a cool event I remember you know i I had parents that loved you know I was very appreciative they got to, they actually traveled to most games uh, if not all of them um, but uh, senior day was one of those special moments where it wasn 't just us as players being recognized it was the ones that helped you get there. Um, being them, you know, having them on the field when your name gets called out, and you know, running out to your parents, giving them a big hug, and, and just thanking them for all of the time and effort that they also put and the sacrifices they made to get you to where you are. Um, it's just a collaborative, um, you know, message of gratitude and reflection that you can put into this specific day, which is just incredible. And the interesting aspect of this is you're going through all these emotions and you're going through all these thoughts as you're getting ready for the game. And then the emotions of running out of the locker room, embracing Kalani or the coach and embracing family. 
uh, and then you got to play a football game. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's and it's almost it's it's added motivation. It's this is the last time that I'm going to step on this, you know, uh, Lavelle Edwards Stadium field. I'm going to have no regrets. Um, and, and I'm going to actually back up a little bit. One of the coolest experiences I had was running out on that field. I had a twin brother, um, mm-hmm. and we got to go through this experience together. And, and we had actually asked that our names were called at the same time so we could run out our last time um, together. I and, remember and, that, yeah. And, and that was just one of the coolest experiences that I could go back you know, and reflect on. And as kids, you know, we would dream of you know, watching BYU football games and saying, hey, one day we're going to be able to run out of that tunnel together, and we did it. And so that was, I mean, that was one of the coolest experiences that I'll never forget, being able to go through that entire journey with my best friend, my sidekick, um, and, and just, you know, someone who I looked up to my entire life, and, you know, we looked out for each other. And so that was just a cool moment that we'll never forget and, um, you know, want to thank BYU for giving us that, that opportunity. The Cougars today with a win, uh, they extend it to a four-game win streak, obviously. You, ca- you, you secure a winning record at home against at Lavelle Stadium this season. But on top of that, you become bowl eligible. And I think everybody's expecting that to happen today. What does that mean for a team, for a player, to, to, to hit that? And, and, and granted, six and six, it, by, by pure definition, uh-huh. is, is mediocrity. But it, it gets you bowl eligible, and it does say, hey, we had a successful season. What does that mean for a player if they indeed do secure ball eligibility today? Yeah, I mean, it means so much. I mean, one, when you look at your college days, they're going to be limited. You you know, it's not like you go into the NFL and and you can play. You know, you can decide, hey, I'm going to come back a year and play again, right? Um, In college, when your time's up, your time's up. And so being able to simply for the, especially for these seniors, just to secure another game to play, that gives them a sense of, hey, I've got one more go at this. And, um, I mean, it's just a fun ride. And so um, you know that they've got their eyes set on this win. Um, and, and, you know, uh, it's going to be an FCS school. And so we're expected to, you know, do that pretty handily today. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, just being able to be bowl eligible, know that, you know, especially as an independent team, I mean, this is to get to the po- – this is your postseason. Um, and so this is a big step. It's, and the bowl game experience is incredible. Um, it's it, you know it's a week long trip where you get to really reflect on the season, enjoy it with your family. If, if you know players are married, they get to enjoy it with their spouse, and um, and so that's just uh, it, it's it's a fun way to celebrate the season. Which you know, and when I go back in my days, there's some of the greatest memories I had. Well, and, and just in pure selfish reasons for you and I, Mitch, it means melakaliklimaka. It, it does. Aloha. It does. You know, I've, I actually started a diet two weeks ago, trying to get ready for Hawaii. So if that's the case, you know, I, I've got to be ready, right? <laughs> Absolutely. That's that's proper prior planning right there, Mitch. That's well done. Hey, you. you we, we mentioned Idaho State tonight, t- today, FCS team. You're a heavy favorite going in. It's, it's almost a no-win situation. You win big. It's not. Is it big enough? Uh, you, you make right. mistakes. How you making mistakes? Like, what's the mentality going into a game like this? Yeah, you just got to play loose and, and play your game. And and I really liked you. And know, I got to listen to to Greg's segment and what he was talking about. Just playing a clean game, no mistakes. Um, that's this is you know almost. It's not practice because you know in no way this is this is a collegiate football yes. game and anything can happen. But when you go out and practice, your your goal is to perfect your craft. It's to 
hey, we're you know we're going to get in a third down situation and let's work on things for the rest of the season. And and that's what this game presents itself is you know as you go into the game, it's let's work on situations, let's work on some things that maybe we've tried in the past but hasn't worked. And, and this gives you an opportunity to you know like I mentioned, perfect your craft as a football team and really work on the execution part of finishing drives, finishing um, you know turning. Um, you know, red zone opportunities into touchdowns, which is what you want to see. And so there's a lot to play for in this game. And, and by in by no means, this is, you know, a walk in the park. They're going to have to go out there and compete just like you would for any other game. And it's just an opportunity for them to perfect their craft. One final thing for you as we get your view from the sidelines here, Mitchell. Uh, Zach Wilson going to start. Troy Warner, Chris Wilcox, others being injected into this lineup, into the depth chart now. These guys are leaders. These guys have been here. They've, they've been voice, voice in the locker room. Haven't been around for the past couple of weeks or, or in, like, Chris and Troy's situation this season. What does the injection of that leadership this late in the season do for a team? Man, I think it really defines, um, you know, it, it's just an opportunity for them to say, hey, guys, we've got this, and we're coming together, becoming, you know, as strong as we can be as a team for a very important end of the season. I mean, th- when, when we get to, or when BYU gets to San Diego State, that's that's going to be a tough matchup to finish the season and prove that this BYU team is for real, and they had a true turning around phase that led them to this point. Um, being able to get Troy and Chris back, having Zach back, I mean, this is like the culmination of your troops rallying together and saying, hey, we are a team that's for real, and whoever faces us, we're going to, you know, not, not just demand respect, but, I mean, this is a team to talk about. Um, and so I think, you know, finishing the season, going into next season, you're able to make a statement here, um, and especially for these guys, you know, especially Chris and Troy coming back, getting in the mix, getting prepped for next season. I mean, this is key, and, you know, you talk about their leadership. The more leaders you have on a team, the better. I mean, you, when you can look to every, you know, angle and every direction and you see a guy that can lead this team, um, I mean, that you can't ask for more, and, you know, I expect to see a lot of that today, a lot of seniors stepping up and making some big plays. Well, one of the nice things is we talk about leadership and, and you're injecting these leaders in is their absence through the season has given an opportunity for other guys on this roster to step up and fill that void of leaders. And, and you yeah. get guys who, who like, like Diane's really kind of progressed from kind of a quiet guy to now he's a really big leader. And I think this, this is a situation where, he was kind of thrust into it and, and excelled this season as a leader. Yeah, absolutely. And and one of the other things I'm going to put a little interesting or different spin on this is when you get your you know leaders back, the entire team is excited um, to go out and see. I mean, I I know that when Troy gets in the game and Chris gets in the game, there's going to be a lot of eyes from their own players watching those oh, two yeah. saying, "Man, I can't wait to see them you know get a hit, make a play on the ball." And so it it, it just creates a level of excitement internally from the team. That um, I mean that everyone's going to be excited to see, and and so I'm I'm just really excited to see how the team reacts, um, supports those guys for finally stepping on the field. Going through injury is is difficult for players, and so to see them um, surmount that you know trial and adversity that they faced being injured and coming out on top, it's going to be a, a really cool experience for the entire team to witness them on the field and make this play. Kind of a cool juxtaposition from the seniors who were playing their yep. last game at Lavelle Stadium yep. to the guys who are coming back and playing their first game this season at Lavelle. Absolutely. So that'll be fun to watch. Thanks, Mitchell. Looking forward to hearing your reports from the sideline today during the play-by-play of the game. On the other side, we'll go across the field and talk with Idaho State head coach Rob Fennessy. That's next on Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin BYU Sports Network.
You're tuned to Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to your host, Ben Bagley. It's the final segment of Cougar Pregame Live. I'm Ben Bagley here in Cougar Canyon. Get you caught up on one of the biggest stories in college football. Number five, Alabama at Mississippi State. The roller Crimson Tide are up 38-7, but that's not the story of the game. Late in the first half, Tua Tagovailoa hurts his hip, goes out on a cart, carted off the field to a Heisman candidate. It uh, looks like he's done for at least the game. Uh, they talked about at Alabama, they were actually, that was going to be his last series on the field end of the game, but he gets injured on that and carted off the field. So stay tuned. We'll keep you up to date on any latest news on one of the Heisman candidates in college football. We'll get you upstairs to Greg Bell in just a second. But I want to tell the fans who might be listening out there, come on down to Cougar Canyon. There's a BYU Radio Treasure Island pirate ship out there. First one to come by, say they heard it on Cougar pregame live. We got eight tickets to the game today. So come on, bring the family. Check in the, the Treasure Island Pirate Ship and get some tickets to today's game. That's a wrap for Cougar Pregame Live. Coming up next, it's the Zions Bay Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rebell and Kalani Sataki. You're listening to BYU Football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to get head coach Kalani Sataki's thoughts on today's game. It's the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. Zions Bank, for banking that helps you game plan for life. Zions Bank is for you. The Cougar Pregame Coaches Show is also brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Let's join Riley Nelson and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good afternoon, Cougar football fans. For the final time this season, we welcome you inside Lavelle Edwards Stadium on the BYU campus in Provo, Utah, as today we bring you BYU Senior Day and the Cougars' 2019 regular season home finale. And to close out the home slate, BYU drops down a division to welcome in Idaho State. The FCS visitors playing in Provo six years to the day since their last visit. I'm your play-by-play commentator, Greg Rubel. With me, the former BYU signal caller, the slinging, scrambling southpaw, Riley Nelson. And, uh, Riley, today uh, should be the day, that the day that uh, BYU punches its postseason ticket and secures postseason eligibility for a third time in Kalani Sitake's four seasons and the 14th time in the last 15 seasons. Always a notable accomplishment, particularly considering BYU's annual strength of schedule and especially considering where BYU sat at 2-4 and four just five weeks ago. A notable accomplishment on the way to, I think, other notable accomplishments, which is would be a nine-win season, which would be considering, as you just mentioned, Greg, coming down from the depths of that two and four, and uh, you know some of the the dire circumstances they found themselves in. Got to take care of business here today. I fully expect them to do so, and uh, you know Kalani has proven to be resilient uh, uh, over his time as coach. This is the first. It's the way it works with missions, as you know. It's not his first class, but traditionally it would be his first four years to get to spend with this senior class, and hopefully it can culminate in a final home win here of this 2019 season. Well, in addition to a bowl eligibility day and senior day, it's also the day Zach Wilson gets back in the pocket. The sophomore signal caller ready to roll after seven weeks away to recover from a broken bone on his hand. And coming up next, we'll hear from BYU head coach Kalani Sitake on his plans for Wilson and the quarterbacks today, minus Jaron Hall, as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues for banking that helps you game plan for life. Zions Bank is for you. We'll hear from Kalani next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
It's time to hear from the coach of the Cougars. The Cougar pregame coaches show continues. Here once again is the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. In a season of quarterback uncertainty week to week over the last number of weeks, BYU still managed to manufacture quarterback consistency, whether with Zach Wilson, Jaron Hall, or Baylor Romney. On the year, Wilson's gotten five starts, Hall and Romney two starts apiece. But the unquestioned number one was Wilson before his hand injury suffered in that stunning setback at Toledo. Well, this week was the week in which Wilson was well enough to start taking practice reps as the true one once again. As head coach Kalani Sitake now tells us in our pregame interview brought to you by Zions Bank, for banking that helps you game plan for life, Zions Bank is for you. Zach is back. Yep, Zach uh, will be taking the first snap and starting the game today. And and, uh, I thought he and Baylor did a great job this week, as well as Jaron and Joe. So those guys did a great job preparing and practicing, and I feel like Zach should take the first snaps. How would you describe the way Zach handled his recovery time? Great. I mean, he came back. He's he's excited to go, and he's been chomping at this opportunity to play. You know, so uh, I know he's been really anxious and excited to get back on the field. And but you know, he utilized his time off as off the field to, to get better in the game and understand the scheme. And and I think he's a lot better because of it. Now we'll see what happens on the field. You have to be real proud about the how, how the whole team responded really without uh, the number one guy in the last few weeks. Yeah, and we we've had some guys that have been banged up at a lot of different spots. You know, so. Uh, we're, we're in a position now where we're in, um, you know, we're looking at it and trying to evaluate everything, and we're still having some uh, some guys that are banged up and some guys that are injured that aren't going to be able to play. But I think for the most part, the rest of the guys have stepped up and really answered the call when their numbers, um, you know, when their numbers up. So our, uh, that's the mindset we knew we'd have to get into our some of our depth. We didn't know which, at which spots, but uh, good good thing is that we're getting some guys back, and then they'll be able to get in the mix. Uh, after Zach, uh, Baylor of the two, uh, Joe the three today, how close is Jaron to getting involved? Yeah, Jaron's actually progressing really well, and uh, it, that's more of a training room call than mine, but uh, he's starting to do more every day on the field and in practice, so uh, we, we, we're looking forward to seeing him back on the field as soon as possible. In a game like today, do you have anything in mind in terms of wh- how long you'd like to play your uh, your different quarterbacks? No, I just want to win the game. I, I, I mean, there's no mindset. We have not talked about anything else but trying to win the game, and you know, everyone prepping to play 60 minutes of hard BYU football. So um, right now that's all we're focused on is winning the game, getting Zach out there and, and having our offense uh, dominate. We have to be the more physical team today. I've said that, I say that pretty much every week. And so uh, the mindset has been doing it for the seniors and playing hard right from the beginning. So that's what we look forward to doing. Uh, might see a few more seniors on the field if they haven't seen time to this point in the season. Maybe get them on there today. Yeah, and then some, some redshirt seniors as well. You know, we get some guys back in the defensive backfield. So uh, it could be interesting. I think we've, we've provided more depth. Uh, some guys are still kind of new, meaning like Chris Wilcox and Troy Warner. We'll be seeing their first reps this season, but uh, I think they're excited to get on the field, and, and I know we're excited to have them back and providing more depth. And so we're looking forward to getting Lorenzo back on the field too on D, at D-line. So, um, you know, right now we're, we're feeling really good about our, 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 our progression as a team and, and the new guys that are, well, the returning guys that are able to provide more depth. But... Um, overall, just like the great feeling that we've had all week in practice and the focus that this team has had and looking forward to putting in, putting into action. How do you feel about throwing a Chris Wilcox and Troy Warner into the mix like right away? Would you start one of those guys even? Yeah, I mean, that's uh, they've, been, they've been starters, and uh, we thought they'd be starters for us in game one. So uh, we're at this moment now where it's not really about the game experience. They've had tons of that. They've had three years of, exper- of starting. So it's more about them um, being in shape, <laughs> you know, and, 
and that's tough. To, that's hard to say in, in November, but they've they've come along this way to get themselves healthy. So uh, you're, you'll see them. I don't know. Uh, for them, it's game one, mm-hmm. so we have to be really mindful of, of their of their status and their their conditioning, and, and just making sure that fatigue doesn't have a, f- a factor here. How important is it that you not see a lot of slippage today? That uh, things stay sharp, even though maybe more guys might play than than, than normal. The goal is always to play at our best, and so that's the that's the key for us. And and uh, you know we need to get better as a program. We need to get better as a team. Winning this game ensures that we have that opportunity to play another game and extend the season with the seniors and give us the uh, added uh, practices that we des- desperately need. Senior day, uh, bowl eligibility day. Hopefully, which one means more to you today, right now? It's all the same. It, I mean, it, it, it's all uh, in the same, you know, on the same page for me. So and for this team. So we're looking forward to just performing at our best and getting the win, and, and a lot of the things will come afterwards. Uh, the, one of the most pro- important priorities is for the seniors to to go out the way that I think they should, they, they deserve, you know. And uh, being a guy that won my last senior game, you know, my last game here in Lavelle Stadium, um, that stuff lasts a lifetime. So I uh, just want to give these guys the, the memories that they deserve. What is Idaho State showing you? Yeah, they, they, you know, offensive, they've been able to put up a lot of yards, and, and they've struggled with getting points in the, on the board the last couple of games, but the yards are all there, so that's a little dangerous for us. To just We have to respect the fact that they have some uh, veteran guys on their team and some big targets at receiver, and they have a big line. So, you know, we, we're going to have to be able to they, – they average 400 yards of offense, so that's something that we have to take care of and, and minimize their first downs and find ways to get to the quarterback when they throw because when he's comfortable in the pocket, it's, it causes issues for us. Well, for mid to late November, couldn't ask for much more than the day you've got today. Yeah, it might be a short sleeve day for me. So, <laughs> uh, just you know, looking forward to playing a, a game at one and having fun. And and uh, you know, this is the last game for all, for even for this season, 2019, for everyone. You know, so uh, looking forward to seeing the fans and, and really thankful that they're they're going to be here and support our seniors and looking forward to having a good time. Always good to visit with with you in pregame. Uh, hope you and the boys have a great day. We'll talk to you afterward. Yeah, let's go Cougs. That is BYU head coach Kalani Sitake bringing us to the Homie home field advantage brought to you by Homie who reminds you that there's no place like home playing in front of Cougar fans who have your back. Homie's got your back saving you sweet cash when buying or selling a home. Call it your Homie home field advantage. And with a home win over Idaho State today, BYU will finish the home season with a 4-2 and slate giving the Cougars their first winning home record since Kalani's first season as head coach in 2016 when BYU ended up with a 5-1 and home record. Break time now. And a note that title and escrow can be complicated. With over 50 years' experience in Utah, Provo Land Title has the expertise to navigate your buying, selling, or building project. Provo Land Title, making the complicated easier. Our preview of BYU and Idaho State continues after this. You've been listening to the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show live from LaVell Edwards Stadium on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Kickoff is just around the corner. You're tuned to the BYU Store Cougar Kickoff Show. The BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The Cougar Kickoff Show is also brought to you by BYU Dining, a classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Utah Community Credit Union. Get more house, same payment at UCCU. It's what we do. Also by Utah Honda Dealers. Let's head live to the Mo Betta's broadcast booth and join Riley Nelson and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. 
Good afternoon once again, BYU football fans. Welcome back inside Lavelle Edwards Stadium in Provo, Utah for the BYU Store Cougar Kickoff Show, Senior Day 2019-19, BYU Seniors. Getting a home crowd send-off and the home fans expecting to see their team qualify for postseason play. BYU currently contracted with the Hawaii Bowl on Christmas Eve upon earning its sixth win, and that win should come this afternoon after all. BYU is 13-0 all-time against FCS programs with wins coming by an average score of 47-8. Idaho State, not one of the tougher FCS teams you'll see. The Bengals 3-7 on the year and on a four-game skid coming into this one. I am Greg Rubel with my broadcast booth partner, Riley Nelson. We are joined high above field level by on-site engineers Barry Squires and Michael Wimmer, statistician Ralph Sokolowski, spotter McKay Perry. Our pregame halftime postgame host is Ben Bagley down on the field. Former BYU wide receiver Mitchell Jurgens. Mitch reports from the Zions Bank end zone. For banking that helps you game plan for life, Zions Bank is for you. The rest of our broadcast crew consisting of BYU radio engineer Sean Faith, coordinating producer Terry South, control board operator Tanner Rawl, as well as broadcast intern Max Clark at BYU Radio, with interns James Havel and Hayden Wallace joining us here at LaVelle Edwards Stadium. Good to have you with us on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Riley, as BYU's quarterback, you dealt with injuries that weren't season-ending necessarily, but they did put you on a sideline for a time. Can you reflect back on how you handled those experiences, first of all, and what Zach Wilson was having to do in getting ready to reclaim his role now as the starting quarterback? It's really hard when you when you suffer a, an injury that you're supposed to come back from to really kind of gauge and get a get a baseline for where you started and where you need to come back. I in in my interactions and talking with Zach, I feel like he had a better handle on that than maybe I did as a player. And the biggest thing for him here today is no matter how hard you try, you cannot replicate the intensity of a game in practice. Now, this game will not be as intense as intense games go, but it will be a level up of uh, on practice and the thing about this game where Zach will learn is how really where his injury is at and what he can do based on his uh, skill set from before. All right, more of the Cougar Kickoff Show, the BYU Store Cougar Kickoff Show, coming up after we remind you that this season, BYU football and Mountain America Credit Union are changing lives. For each field goal BYU makes, Mountain America will donate $500 to the American Red Cross to help fund humanitarian services and programs. This is BYU football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Kickoff Show continues. Let's head back to the Mo Betta's broadcast booth with Riley Nelson and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. All right, so back at Lavelle Edwards Stadium in Provo ahead of a Saturday matinee, 5-4 and four, BYU home to 3-7 and seven, Idaho State. Today is senior day. It'll certainly be a winning send-off for the guys playing in their final games on this field. There are 19 of them, but of the 19, only 10 are really solid contributors right now in the two deep. Among the 19, by the way, Tyson Williams, who may or may not be done playing football here. Time will have to tell there. So, Riley, while BYU losing some key guys, uh, much of this team's core should return in 2020, including all the quarterbacks, an entire offensive line, a complete linebacker core, a bunch of corners and safeties, including Chris Wilcox and Troy Warner, who will play today for the first time this season. That's why none of these games are insignificant. It's a 
with the young core coming back, it's extremely important that BYU continue to stay focused and locked in because these are all valuable reps laying the foundation for this program and really for this young core of players for their careers together as a unit at, at BYU. So whether it's you know games against Idaho State and a struggling UMass to make sure and stay locked in, today they should uh, get bowl eligible and earn 15 more practices, which will be a vital component of this program's success and development. All of these reps and games are meaningful. Got it. Time for you be the judge now. Brought to you by Legally Mind. Legally Mind equals asset protection. Go to LegallyMindUSA.com to learn what you can do to stop lawsuits dead in their tracks. Tonight and today, we're going with a BYU football trivia question. Can you name BYU's top five career rushing leaders? The answer next as the BYU Store Cougar Kickoff Show continues from Lavelle Edwards Stadium on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Kickoff Show continues. Let's head back to the Mo Betta's broadcast booth with Riley Nelson and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. BYU and Idaho State kicking it off just after the top of the hour here at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. BYU looking for its first four-game single-season win streak since the end of the 2016 campaign when the Cougars won five straight to end the year. Before we continue, let's get you the answer in today's BYU football trivia question in our You Be the Judge feature brought to you by Legally Mine. And the question was, can you name BYU's top five career rushing leaders? You want to get us started off, Riley? Jamal Williams, Harvey Unga, and then Curtis Brown. So that's one, two, three, and we mentioned this question today because Jamal Williams is in the house. The Packers run a bye this week, so Jamal's on the sideline today. Good to have him in the building. So Jamal, number one, Harvey Unga, number two, Curtis Brown, number three. For number four, we go to Jamal Willis. And for number five, we go to the quarterback, Taysom Hill. Ah. There's your top five. One, two, three, four, five. BYU's career rushing leaders. All right, since Kalani Sitake took over as BYU head coach, the Cougars have had one FCS team on the schedule in every season. Here's how those games have gone. 2016, 37-7 over Southern Utah. 2017, 20-6 over Portland State. 2018, 30-3 over McNeese State. So no embarrassing blowouts, uh, but seven or fewer points allowed in all three games. BYU will be expected to do kind of more of the same today against Idaho State. Riley, remembering that you suffered a pretty significant injury against an FCS opponent as a player and now a broadcaster, how do you look at these lower division games? Differently having uh, experienced that injury and that setback in in that 2012 season. No, these are games where you have to take care of business. You almost look like in a normal game you look at red zone opportunities and touchdown conversions. Now you're actually looking at just drives. It doesn't really matter against an FCS opponent. It doesn't matter where you've got to go, 80 yards, 60 yards, 40 yards. You should be scoring touchdowns on the majority of your drives. I would even, you know, set a goal out there as two-thirds to, you know, 66 to 75 percent. But a second element of this is play clean. That means you got to stay engaged and, and stay intense and then just be smart. I, I took a shot to the back, and it, it fractured some bones in my lower back on a play that was a third and six. Granted, it was a third down, but we were up 21 points in the second quarter and well on a way to a 30-plus point victory. You don't need to be putting players uh, in harm's way. So if they can accomplish those things, just be efficient, uh, stay tightened up and clean and avoid injury, then today will be an, um, a success. Coming up, we'll check in with Mitchell Jurgens as we continue with more of the BYU Store Cougar Kickoff Show live from Lavelle Edwards Stadium on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
getting you geared up for game time. This is the Cougar Kickoff Show. Now back to Riley Nelson and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. BYU and Idaho State straight ahead. BYU looking to punch its postseason ticket and get back to a bowl game for a second straight year and a third time in four years under Kalani Sitake. BYU comes into today at 5-4 and four and on a three-game win streak. The Cougs are all but certain to make it four and five wins in a row this week and next. Now, should BYU find a way to then win at San Diego State and win a bowl game? Well, now we're talking about a 9-4 and four season and a seven-game win streak, and those goals are not all that unreasonable. And how notable would a seven-game win streak be? Well, the last time it happened for BYU was back in 2007. I think, Riley, you were in maybe Barcelona then. That's right, I was, and that was the famous year. I, I, I Trust me, I heard about that year was famous for the quest for perfection because of the hot start and the, among them the 59 to nothing win against UCLA here in the Edwards Stadium. That news traveled all the way over to Barcelona, Spain, so I had heard about it. But, no, that uh, you're right, Greg, this is not unreasonable. In fact, if I were on this team, that this would be my expectation, and this would be the theme that I would get going and then not only finish off this year on a, on a seven-game win streak, but with the young core that we mentioned in the previous segment, that's that's a seven-game win streak parlaying you into the next year and see how long you can extend it. I know that uh, the all-time win streak at BYU is up there 20-something 20 games, 25 games. Maybe that not, might not be attainable, but to get to 10, not unreasonable with all the talent you have coming back and if they can especially finish really strong here this year. Let's bring in our sideline reporter, Mitchell Juergens now from the Zions Bank end zone for banking that helps you game plan for life. Zions Bank is for you. And, Mitch, I don't know that we could ask for a much better day on which to send off BYU seniors today on Senior Day. Your final home game, your final home game, was played on this field three years ago against Utah State. Uh, Recollections from that day and what you hope the uh, 2019 seniors take out of today's game. Yeah, so from a weather perspective, uh, completely different. I remember my last, yeah, my last home game against Utah State for Senior Day. It was freezing cold, uh, but we were in the All Black, so we looked clean. Um, and actually, I scored a touchdown that day, so it was kind of cool to go out with a with a touchdown on on at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Um, but I mean, one of the coolest moments of that um, of that uh, experience for Senior Day was being able to run out on the field with my twin brother Garrett, who you know we had dreamed of this. And so being able, I mean, I, I'm actually I'm on the field right now and watching these seniors embrace their families. It was such a cool experience for us to do that together um, and, and be able to hug our wives and you know our parents who helped us so much to get to where we were. Um, as far as expectations for you know what I see these seniors doing here today in this game is the number one thing is leave everything they have on the field. This is the last time that these players will be able to play um, at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. So this is a time to leave their mark. You know, remember the name that they were on their back on this field and, and represent BYU one more time. Um, and then just the last thing is, is, is show continued gratitude and appreciation to the people that helped you get there, your parents, family members, siblings. Um, this is not just an event for these seniors, but for their families. Um, so just a cool experience. Cool to see these seniors go out the way they did um, and would love to see a win here for, for the Cougars. Good stuff, Mitch. Thank you so much. Riley Nelson's keys to the game, the coin toss and the opening kickoff. They're coming up next. This has been the BYU Store Cougar Kickoff Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.